podcast everyone today my guest is a community builder an artist she's the founder of a movement slash artist collective known as park ave she's been part of the seattle music scene for quite some time now and recently she's been living in la and every once in a while she comes back to sea town <laughs> it's my pleasure to introduce scarlet park hello thank you that was a beautiful intro thank you so much so uh Tell me about this uh, Amy Winehouse aesthetic you got going on. Well, um, to be quite frank, and the Amy fans will get that get that reference. Um, I've always been kind of compared to her, um, and it wasn't until recently that I was kind of like, you know what? I don't. I I, I never wanted to to be. I just always thought she was so great, right? And um, I didn't feel worthy of that comparison. Mm. And um, I am really just embracing it now because I want to give her name honor and her legacy and her... I'm going to be doing a Amy Winehouse series of songs where mm. um, I write some new verses to her old songs and kind of bring back her music in, a, in the best way that I can. Um, so, yeah. and I, And honestly... I just am also the, the. I assume you're you're talking about my my fabulous hair. It's amazing. So, um, thank you. First of all, how long did it take? <sighs> a week, a couple weeks. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's 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 a full it's a full time job. This wig. Um, so, but, yeah, I am just really excited to like feel like I found my brand my look my image my all of that um yeah and amy had a lot to do with that for sure do you feel like you connect with like in a spiritual level or something or just musically oh for or? sure i mean she's she is the artist that i listened to the most growing up i know every single word every single breath to every single one of her songs like she's one of the most phenomenal singers um of all time i think yeah i've been uh i've been watching her documentaries and she had a she had a very tumultuous life <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I relate to her on on multiple levels. Um, you know, there's definitely addiction that runs in my family. So um, that's something that growing up, you know, she would sing about and I would be like, wow, that that it's cool to know that somebody else is, is dealing with this, you know, and it's not not it wasn't necessarily me, but my a lot of people in my family have struggled with addiction. So but don't you think like the sound of music has changed so much over the past? She passed away. 2011 yeah but so has it changed like for the better definitely not okay well, it depends on what type of music <laughs> you're listening to you know? i um I, I just think she's such a classic sound and even even in you know when when she was around um her sound brought back a lot of classic feelings and um you know jazz i think i think jazz is forever right jazz right. is is the american classic of music and 
I'm going to try to infuse that into into modern day music as much as I can. But how do you make sure that you're not just like a, a lookalike or a soundalike and you're your own person versus people being like, oh, well, that's I like mean, Elvis Presley or Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm definitely not going for any kind of impersonator vibes. I, I, um, I have a voice that kind of sounds similar to hers. And I, uh, you know, I think that's why I strayed away from from taking on any resemblance of her for a long time because I did really want to find myself as an artist. And so I've gone through these cycles and are not cycles, but these I've gone through this kind of up and down journey of, of trying different genres of music. I've done soul, I've done blues, I've done jazz. I recently did pop for like a year and a half, um, worked with some hip hop producers. And, um, and my soul is just called to jazz and, and how, you know, and in a modern way of how I can bring those elements to today's music, you know, so maybe bringing some some jazz elements to some hip hop songs, mm. you know, a little Sade, a little Sade, a little, um, a little uh, Ella Fitzgerald is another big influence of mine. So it's not just Amy, right. but I do happen to resemble her in many ways and you know, I didn't have control over that. All I can do is kind of make the best of it and right. hopefully not offend any of her fans because it is all in, um, you know, in respect of her. And you have a background in jazz, correct? You're like part of a jazz band uh, when you first started on the scene. Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you knew that. Um, yeah, I um, sang jazz in high school and uh, I was in a group called the Highlighters and it was a vocal jazz group. So um made a you know, three-piece band behind us, and then everybody sang, you know, had 16 people had, like, microphones, and we all, four sopranos, four second mm. sopranos, it's just, like, crazy uh, harmonies, and, every, you know, you had to be so in tune, and it was a cool experience, and then I did um, did that in college as well with um, a group called Far West Jazz. What'd you go um, to college for? Uh, I went on a music scholarship. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. For your voice? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't a full ride, but it was enough to get me to want to go to college because I'm definitely not a traditional learner. Um, mm -hmm. I do not do well or function well um, in, a, in a traditional classroom. I'm very much, I want to learn on my own time, through my own lessons. You know, I'm a, I'm a Google University through and through. Hell yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, Pierce College in, in Tacoma. That's dope. I went to college for literally, like I counted it. It was like 30 minutes and I decided no. Right. Okay. So you understand. Yeah. It's so for jazz band. I did regular band and like march. My God, I did marching band in high school. What do you and, mean? Why are you laughing? That's dope. Well, like usually, like being in band or marching band, you're like seen as like a nerd. But I feel like it's a little cooler to be in jazz. Or do people still think you're like weird being I in mean, a jazz haven't band? Haven't we all learned by now that the nerds are the ones who are the dopest people? Really? Like you know, you you or they're the best, at and revenge. you're marching to your own beat. You know, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah, I feel like nerds are more calculated. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, nerds just do what they love and they do what they like, and they don't really care what people think. And like that's that's the that's the team I want to I want to be on for sure. So you went from going to college and being in jazz and then you continue that on to being part of like the Seattle music scene you're still no, in like jams, I, I jazz I took a bands? break actually I actually quit music for a couple of years after um did you graduate college no so the um there's a the, you'll 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 pick up a recurring theme that there's always like something weird that right. that happens it's like why did that happen and it's just the universe you know push trying to push me in the direction where I'm uh, to, to end up in 
going where I am now, you know? Yeah. I was, <clears throat> I, I did not have a, a great line of sight when I was younger. So, <laughs> um, no, I unfortunately didn't finish college because my director got fired for um, serving alcohol to minors. And so my scholarship got cut. Were you one of those minors? Maybe. <laughs> I don't remember, honestly. No, uh, no. He like had a he had a house party um, with oh my God. with all of the. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. With all of because you know I mean yeah yeah I I I don't usually talk about it because I, I have a lot of respect for him and I and it was it was a um, a singer that got cut from the group um, just out of spite. See the fucking nerds, they are calculated with what right, they're Right, you are right. <laughs> yeah, and and he, you know the the kid who got cut. Um, filed a whole report and actually got the entire music program disbanded holy shit so my my scholarship got cut and i was like well i'm not paying to go to classes when music's not there <laughs> so um yeah so what were we going to do with that like going to school for music or is that i was just going job, because it was the only like musical outlet that i had and that i really knew and that i identified with and felt comfortable with like i don't come from a family of you know me musicians or artists like I didn't have a band you know I wasn't playing shows writing my own you know I had written a couple songs but I and I knew that I wanted to be a singer but for some reason I for some reason I just never performed my own music until after the whole college scandal we'll call it <laughs> um Scarlet Park college scandal um anyways yeah. No, I get so that. then I took a couple of years. It was a huge blow. I was like, wow, I thought that because we were planning to go to Europe. You know, we were doing all these, we had all these jazz festivals. It was it was one of the number one jazz groups in America. So wow. um, I was really upset after that. And I was like, I don't really understand what to do. Um, and so I just became a barista and lived in um, Paulsbo, Washington for like a year and a half with a retired firefighter. Awesome. Uh, rented a room. And just kind of like try to figure my life out, you know? Are you into seafood? No. I went to, oh. <laughs> I actually don't uh, I, really. I, I lost um, my respect for you. But I love I, looking at the ocean, but really anything being in it, anything in it, I'm just not really. The one time I went to Paul's <laughs> Bill, um, my friend's grandparents are like, I don't even know what it's called. When you catch crabs for a living, are you, are you a crabber? Or I don't. I feel like if you add ER at the end, it makes it official. Maybe they're not a crabber, but like whatever. A crabologist? Well, that, that's like studying crabs. Oh, okay. So they, um, they're capturing crabs and eating them and selling crabberman. them. crabberman. Okay, yeah. So they were a crabberman. <laughs> and so what <laughs> happened okay, so was a we, my friend was like, hey, let's go drive to Paulsbo. And we were like, we're in Redmond. So that's like east of Seattle for people listening who's not who are not from Seattle. So out of nowhere, we were like, okay, let's go to Paulsbo just for a day trip. And he's like, yeah, my, my grandparents live in Paulsville, so we can go visit them. So we get there. It's Everybody's like a, grandparents live in Paulsville. <laughs> exactly. It's like one of those retirement communities, honestly. Totally. So we were, we, it was like a two, two, three-hour drive. It was, it's not. It's in Washington, but it's kind of far. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get there at like 7, and he's like, hey, Grandma, can we spend the night here? <laughs> we end up spending the night like an, out of nowhere, but I, was just, I just remember it because we got to catch crabs and it was just like they lived like on the ocean yeah it's, i mean it's beautiful it was not a bad place to sit and figure my life out you know yeah. like i definitely i um i'll actually tell you a little story i haven't, I haven't really told a lot of people about this because it was i don't even know why it just seems too crazy um but it really happened so i like crazy <clears throat> stories 
Um, well, you've come to the right gal. <laughs> um, so I'm working at this coffee shop, um, and I have these regulars that come in. Um, one of them is in the military, and his name is Evan. And then the other, another one um, is a pastor at a local church, and his name is Michael. So they don't know each other, right? But one day they both come in and they're sitting at the coffee bar because there is like a little, you know, they, they come in and chat with me and I'm we're hamming it up, you know. And um, all of a sudden, Evan, the military guy, says, well, all right, so I need you guys to help me think of somebody that would want to help me drive my cars over to Virginia Beach because Ooh. I just got restationed over there and they military doesn't pay for shipping cars anymore but they will give you a per diem to drive and kind of an unlimited per diem so he's like i'm thinking about making kind of a little road trip out of it and i'm like that sounds pretty cool like when are you thinking about doing this and he's like oh you know probably probably in the next like two weeks but you know i want to go all the way down to san diego and go to vegas and da 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 and i was like well i just happen to not be doing anything with my life right now so and I know how to drive so I would love to go with you and and he's like didn't you say that you used to play music or that you liked playing music and I'm like yeah I write some songs and he's like well what if we like hit up a couple open mics on the way Ooh. and then this guy Michael who's just this guy right the pastor the pastor yeah he's, he's sitting there drinking his coffee and he goes well you know and he's and I, I should also mention that he's like tattooed head to head to toe he's like well you know i used to be in a metal band (laughs) (laughs) and i've actually toured all over the u.s so i actually know venue venue owners in every city if you like wanted to actually play some shows and i'm like i don't know about all that like you know i don't really have a band or anything like and i I, I'm, i'm not like a rock star on the piano yet so um so i don't know and and evan goes well well i used to play the bass so like maybe i could learn your songs Holy shit. And Michael goes, he's like, when are you guys thinking about doing this? He's like, because he's like, because I play the drums. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no way this is happening right now. And I'm just like making my coffee. He's like, oh, what the fuck? you know. Um, and so we actually start putting a tour together and we get, we map it all out. And Evan, he's like, you know, I want you to feel comfortable. So you should um, invite a friend, you know, like obviously we're, two strange dudes like your young young girl so invite a friend and so I actually invited two friends uh, my my best friend Lauren at the time I literally called her that night and I was like what are you doing in two weeks can you take two weeks off to go on on a nationwide tour with me it's crazy (laughs) and then I called my friend Gibson it's an interesting name um yeah well he's a he's a guitarist he's an amazing artist singer songwriter and i call him up and i'm like so i'm putting a tour together do you want to be my opener that way we can just book like a whole night you know like at these little cafes or whatever and we book an entire tour across america damn and we stop in we play a show in san francisco uh, la San Diego, Austin, Dallas, Nashville, and things kind of got a little rocky after that. So then we just drove straight to Virginia. We were supposed to play in New York, but of course there was some drama. <laughs> and um, did everyone have like a, their own car, or how did that? So work? the car situation was he had all of his stuff shipped out, 
And then he had a Honda Element, which was a stick. So I had to learn how to drive stick. And then he had um, a Corvette. Oh. So him and the pastor drove the Corvette. <laughs> and me and my two friends ro- drove the Honda Element. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> Isn't this the craziest story? Literally have no idea who these guys are, but we like start having band practices and they like learn my songs <laughs> and we we get booked and this But did you pe- have songs out there by this time or no? No. Wow. And he somehow booked us with a guarantee in every city. $250 guarantee in every city, which was enough to like feed everybody and like, you know, cuz no, I don't want to put this Evan guy out and I'm working <laughs> at a coffee shop. <laughs> you know, no idea what I'm doing with my life. I have no money, no money at all. I literally told them that too. I was like, "Hey, I have no money. <laughs> I can't afford. Like, if something happens, I'm so sorry. Like, I am a liability. I have n- <laughs> nothing to like. My parents were MIA at the at the time. Like, I was like, How old were you? Nineteen. And they trusted you with a car across the fucking country. <laughs> like I said, it's a crazy story. It's awesome. It was just one of those things. I'm just like, this is unbelievable like this is a once in a lifetime because there was a couple you know obviously before we left i'm like am i really gonna do this like these i don't know these people (laughs) i literally do not know these people like stranger danger to the max you know and um but it was one of the best experiences of my life i mean that's wild you know uh, before before we started recording um you and i were talking about you know having energetic pulls and and you know feeling like you have a purpose and a destiny and There have been so many times in my life where I have tried to walk away from music um, because I just was like, it's too hard. I don't know what's what's the point, you know, like there's so many other things that matter and that I could be focusing on, like for me to chase this like lofty dream when literally there's there's no straight path. Like it doesn't make sense, you know, like in in fact, it doesn't there, there is no sense to it. Like there's there's. There's no money. There's no anything. You know, how am I supposed to do this? And these opportunities and these situations would pop up again and again and again. Damn. That would just be like, you need to be doing music. Literally, here's a stranger in a coffee shop offering <sighs> you a nationwide, fully paid road trip. We went to Vegas. He bought us a penthouse in the Mandalay Bay. Shit. He was like, he's like, thanks to the military. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we won't be using full names because I don't want to be outing him, but. Oh, um, yeah, I just one of the and and still to this day, like you know, I him and I will will contact Go to Vegas. <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, we'll we'll stay. We've stayed in touch, but he still lives in Virginia Beach, and and I and I have stayed in touch with the pastor as well. Damn. I mean, after a trip like that, you're just kind of bonded forever. That's crazy. I'd love to talk more about where you grew up because I I've been there a few times, and I also I spent a lot of time on Vashon Island, and that's like you take that's the same ferry, like the Fauntleroy Ferry Terminal, like you go mm-hmm. from that's West Seattle. There's a if you're not from Seattle, there's yes, there's um, in Seattle there's a lots of different islands they can take ferries to, mm-hmm. and once you like grow up on island, you you it's not fun to go on these ferries. It's like it's, it's a bitch, but um, see, I love it, and for the for the sole purpose of napping, you nap on ferries. Oh, shamelessly, I hate ferries. I've been on them so many times. There's always like the captain being like we're arriving or beep and then there's like there's oh, some yeah. sketchy people in the corners mm-hmm. where there's like because some fairies have like little booths where mm-hmm. you can't see what they're doing oh yeah i come i come prepared with like a bag put my head on the bag got my sunglasses on headphones in fully covered you know like i'll bring like a long jacket and just like arms crossed like don't mess with me i'm sleeping <laughs> like and i've never fingers you know fingers crossed 
thanks God I've never been messed with. Um, Seattle's funny. Seattle's pretty chill though. It's pretty safe. I feel like I feel like the ferries are pretty safe normally. Yeah, it's called leaving the island or going off island today. It's like a it's usually like a big thing. I feel like oh, because you're f- from Mercer. Yes, but that's the only. I don't know if it's the only island in Washington or the U.S. or wherever that has like a bridge so to get to it. But like it used to be Mercer Island. It used to be a you used to have to take a ferry to it like in the 80s, I feel like. And then they built the, what was it? I think it's the Memorial Bridge, the floating bridge. Mm-hmm. And now there's a, now most people feel like they haven't been to Mercer Island, but you have to drive through it to either get to Bellevue or Seattle. But, right. Um, I, I had friends on Vashon Island, so I used to go to Vashon all the time. And then I have my, my Seattle skyline tattoo. I even went to Vashon to get that. Mm. So now that's my new tattoo guy so if okay. i ever if i'm a very spontaneous guy okay. so i don't want to just like so you want to go like, get a tattoo today there we go let's go let's, go. <laughs> let's meet up casey buxner he's so dope but i feel like the distance between me and vashon island i can really think about if i really want that tattoo or not because you have to take a fucking ferry <laughs> to get there so you're like i'm spontaneous but i give myself a buffer time <laughs> to really make the decision that's smart. That's yeah. smart. You can't live next door to your tattoo guy. That would be too easy. Yeah. So, but did you like growing up on Port Port Orchard, right? Port Orchard, yeah. Is there a, there's no, you can't, can you drive there also? Or yeah, it's just on okay. a, it's on a peninsula. Um, so it's out by Gig Harbor, um, the Key Peninsula. Um, it's cool. It's, it's, uh, it's home, you know. Um, my mom lived there up until a couple months ago. She's in oh, Florida wow. now, so I would still go back and visit. That's but a I, big change, right? <laughs> right. It was it was a necessary change for her. She's she's closer to her family and her Mexican roots, um, so she, I think she's really enjoying that. But um, I do still have some family there, so I'm actually going to go. I'm going to take the ferry over there to Bremerton and, and have uh, some dinner with my, my nana while I'm here. But um, to be honest, I don't I don't go back for much. You know, I I kind of left and I left a lot of a lot of my my childhood (laughs) trauma and baggage and all of that. You know, I was I was a weird kid. I I was I didn't feel like I fit in. I was definitely very, um, you know, I mean, I was always singing. So everybody knew me as the singing girl, you know. But I, I didn't I didn't relate to a lot of like the the small town yeah. antics and stuff. So I I I, try, I got to Seattle as soon as I could. And yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of inspiration when you live on an island because it's just a closed space. And everyone. Well, it's a peninsula, so it's not an island. Right. Yeah. It, but it's but it's it's I actually loved the I really do miss like the long drives, like the dark streets, you know, oh my God, that was my thing. I have a song called Never Going Home and it's just about just driving aimlessly through these like windy roads covered in trees, you know, and you you, you just happen upon these little pockets of beautiful views or like a beautiful field or there was this, uh, there's this place in Gig Harbor actually I remember finding it was just the most magical like little Oasis. I, I don't even remember how we, how I found it. it was with my friend, my best friend Samantha, and it was just like full of little little daisies Ooh, and just like, like a, a little pocket of sunshine, like on the daisies, just like so quiet. And so I miss I miss that that the nature aspect of it. Um, it's so beautiful. Port Orchard is it's so beautiful, you know. Um, and there's a when I do go back to town, I always make sure to go to the Blue Goose Tavern. Ooh. That is where it all goes down. Or it did, and now you know. Now I just go there to. I bring it down there. <laughs> I'm like these three dollar drinks, got me 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> there we go. On the island thing, though, just like islands in general. My oh, yeah. biggest thing is how the fuck do like deers get to islands? That's like, do they swim question. or what? Deers actually are really great swimmers. Or is it deer? Is it plural of deer? deer. So it's a deer, deer and there's deer. And deer. But then like the, there's the <laughs> ocean. The ocean is between like, like let's just say like the West Seattle, like Fauntleroy Terminal. Yeah. That's the ocean to get to. Well, I'm, I'm sure that, um, well, before I say I'm sure about <laughs> anything, I would assume, and I'll definitely look this up after, please somebody, you know, please don't at me, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that natives would bring animals with them, right? Like on their canoe? Maybe. I don't know. How the fuck do you keep a... Do you have to, like, tranquilize the deer? I mean, you... Audrey Hepburn had a pet deer, like, if she can... She, she had a pet deer? She had a pet deer. She took it to the grocery store, so. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of grocery stores, yesterday, <laughs> everything just, <laughs> my mind's always going. So this mm-hmm. is just one more thing that's just off topic. But, I love it. Let's do this. So Let's go I down was, the rabbit hole. I was at the grocery store last night, and I've never heard this announcement on the loudspeaker. It was like 101, it was like something like 101 trash panda alert. And I was like, holy shit, that's a raccoon. So they have like alerts when there's like raccoons in the garbage at grocery stores. Interesting. <laughs> I just thought that was the craziest thing. Trash panda, man. Because I feel like if you say raccoon, people are going to start freaking out. Yeah. Would they? Maybe, right? I would, if I, if I didn't know what a trash, I know what a trash panda is though. But if I didn't, I'd probably go check it out. Doesn't right? everybody know what a trash panda is? Comment below. There you go. <laughs> Do you know what a trash panda is? There we go. So let's get, back, let's get back to the music. Yes. So. i'll go off topic with you all day like for real um you know so break down what park avenue is or park ave is for people who are not from the seattle area yes um so it's kind of a spinoff of my name my scarlet park park with an e but obviously park ave is a very famous and ritzy street in new york um and i wanted to create a space where artists feel safe um, empowered feel like they they're the stars that they are before they are you know like there's it's such an undefined road to success and there's so few markers of, of, of accomplishments that we get you know like what are we all working towards what a Grammy well what's before that you know like what what are the pillars um, that we can hit to feel validated on our journey and so I think that starts with community you know and being acknowledged by your community around you and um, when I first moved to Seattle, I found community at Mojams, which is a, it's a month, uh, I'm sorry, weekly jam at the Nectar Lounge. Hell yeah. And I just loved meeting all the people there. Right. And like Instagram was, you know, it's, it was a Wait, thing. Is that where you met Marshall Love? It is. Yeah. Cause I've, I've always heard him talk about Mojam Mondays. Yeah. Or it was, it, it had like a moment where, and I, I just speaking from when I was living here, when, when I was here, it was. Yeah, that's where you went and the talent was just insane and I'm just like blown away right and so in my mind I wanted to have a way to connect with everybody in one place and also be able to you know like how do I if I'm looking for an, another musician to play with how do I find that you know and so I started kind of playing around with the idea of creating an app um and so we we created an app it was basically not like a, it wasn't a standalone app it was a third party so I was just able to you know 
program it the way that I wanted it to work. Because mm-hmm. um, people are always like, "Wow, you're an app designer." I'm like, "Don't, don't give me that much credit, okay?" It was it was plug and plug and play for sure. But um, but it, it 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 brought the community together, and that was that was the point. Um, I my mom was a caterer, and I've so I've been working and you know in in and around events for my entire life, basically. So. Um, the other aspect of Park Ave is that we throw networking events. There's one and coming up, right? There's one coming up, yeah. Um, September 20th at the fabulous new super nightclub called Supernova. Matthew Wolk's going to be part of it. He was talking about it on the podcast. Oh, he was? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's great. We um, He was one of the... He Yeah, I met him through a, through an artist party, which I... For me, I just love that's that's what I love. I love connecting with people and like it, online. It's just not the same. I mean, so many people are sliding into people's DMs, da da da. But like, your your energetic exchange with somebody in person is how you know if you're going to work well with somebody, especially in music. Right. So like, as much as you can create an online platform for people to connect, like, it none all of that falls by the wayside. Like, can we vibe in person, right? And so that's why I wanted to have these spaces where. Um, you can just meet people in person and be like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I do. We play all local artist music during the party. We also have um, performers, you know, come up and play one song. We partner with um, local businesses to do giveaways that are applicable and, and you know, useful for artists. So mm-hmm. uh, Matthew Wilk is doing a giveaway of, um, he's actually giving away five single masters, individual giveaways, um, which is just, he's so great for that. Um, but he, yeah, like when he first started his business, he, he came to a park Ave event and, um, and it's, it's just been great to watch his business grow and, and be able to say that we had any kind of part in, you know, helping him connect to the community because how do you really connect to the, to an artistic community? Especially for him because he, he kept saying during the podcast, he was like referring to himself as like a like a service versus a, being a human being. Right. He's like, I'm a service who helps. So he's like half these artists. I've been working with these amazing artists and half of them have never even met me face to face, but they know I'm their master. So that that is. <laughs> so that is I cool. That master. You, <laughs> um, that's so funny. Um, I know you said master, but yeah. see, I don't I'm, see. That's what I'm saying. You need to add the the extra ER just makes things sound more official. Master. Rr, rr, rr. Yes. yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's another thing that I've, that, um, after starting Park Ave, I I kind of was like, you know, there's not really a great way for these studios, um, engineers, photographers, blah, 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 to connect directly to artists, right? You can't really search musicians and whatever, like you have to individually find them. You have to know somebody who knows somebody. The whole music industry is a know somebody who knows somebody type of industry, right? Yeah. So what better place to do that than to just have a event to go to? Meet me there. Let's talk about it. We'll also, you know, I'll invite, it's just a good meeting place where Mm. there, you know, there's going to be good music. There's going to be some, you know, well, I'm also going to have some content stations, you know, so people can have some cool stuff to post and yeah. But there's also an educational aspect. So we usually have a speaker come in and talk about something that's relevant. Um, we've had lawyers. We've had um, big managers come in and talk. They're like music lawyers? Yeah, entertainment oh, fuck, lawyer. I need one of those. Right, right. So just things that yeah. to kind of to kind of t- pull the veil on all this you know stuff that's usually you know done by a team or it's usually just something that the artist hasn't really had a lot of access or needed to know up until now where artists are entrepreneurs so we do you have need, to be yeah we need to be 
little more involved and we need to be a little more savvy to um, how to how to, you know, really function as a business and be taken seriously because you can make good money as an artist, but you do need to know how to do that. So that's that's the kind of that's the short summary of Park. There we go. That was 10 minutes long. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, we were working on the elevator pitch. Um, but no, I, I, we actually did come up with a our new tagline is feeding the artist. Ooh. Because artists are no longer starving. We well, feed them. That means they're going to want to come and hope there's food, though. Is there food provided? Um, there might be some food provided. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to hit up. I'm going to hit up my good old my good old friend Saul. There we go. From, uh, from Dick's Burgers. We've we worked with them a couple times. <laughs> Dick's is so great in being involved in the community as well. Saul's done a Let's really clip that. really great <laughs> job. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I um, have you ever been to Leavenworth? Um. Maybe. It's the German town in Washington. I think I went there once, passing through with my family on a snow trip, and my mom went into a, I don't know, you just really, you pulled up a really oh, God. deep memory. <laughs> Hold on. Um, my mom went into a, uh, she loves hot sauce. She used to make salsa for a living. Like oh. we used to say, like, it's Lanita salsa, so good. My God. Um, she went into a shop where it's all hot sauce. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. And she was like. I never, and nothing's ever too hot for me. Give me the hot. <laughs> Put on <laughs> hot ones. Yeah, so she, exactly. So she, oh my God, that'd be so funny. She tried the hottest hot sauce and like almost just had a panic attack. And it was so funny. Oh, and she God. was so mad and embarrassed. And I was like, that's what you get. <laughs> In a funny, nice way, you know. But like she, because she went in there, she's like, yeah, I'll take, you know, there were like one drop. She's like, just, I'll take it. And don't, you know, does a bunch of drops. It just was like. <laughs> like dying. <laughs> so this this gets a little deep. Okay. My yes. first experience at Leavenworth, I um was playing like a surprise birthday for my friend and so we were going to Leavenworth and I first of all I didn't know, I know how expensive zip lining is, but mm. zip lining's expensive as fuck. <laughs> and it's like a twenty depending where you're going, it could be range between like a twenty to an hour long experience, mm. but like it's it's expensive. So, anyways, I decided to drop this like I pay for my ticket, their ticket, and then one more ticket. So oh, like that's dang. a couple hundred dollars. But little did I know that I so when I first got into media, I was working at ninety two point five, the radio station. Mm -hmm. And yes, and little did I know, coming back from that station, that was I was going to be like coming back from the trip. That was going to be like one of my last days I ended up being at the station. So I dropped this whole bag and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm almost broke. But I know I'm going to get paid because I'm about to be at the mm. radio station. And then I have like, how much do I have? I have like, <laughs> I spent so much money. So anyways, we go to this restaurant and I'll never forget this. There was a there was a meal called The Starving Artist. Mm. And it was literally like five bucks and it was like all this food. And I was like, holy shit. And I'll See, never forget that. Love. I'll never forget that meal because when I get back, I was like, I had like my last shift at the station. And I was like, "Fuck!" The like, starving well, artist texted me. Starving artist, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's me. <laughs> but do you do you guys do you guys still use the app at all or for Park Ave? I kind of laid that to rest during COVID. Um, mm. I think it'll make a comeback i'm deciding whether or not currently um i just make a discord channel um or bring the app back so i'm gonna actually kind of talk to people about it at the party um because i don't want to be the sole one making decisions you know like what was most useful for people and mm. so i'm gonna just i'm gonna talk about it um yeah with the community and see what see what they want so why, why did it go on a hiatus though 
Well, because the ma- the majority of the interactions on the app was to post about the opportunities that were happening, and there just were no opportunities happening, and you know, uh-huh. it was it was depressing. Like for me, as like I was super upset about the whole thing. Like it was we were we were doing great and providing so so many great opportunities to artists. We had partnered with all these different hotels and venues, and with you know so many things in the works, and when COVID hit, it just went from, you know, a million miles an hour to zero. And I just kind of had to process that. So um, I did my best to like send out encouraging updates and emails and stuff like that to let the community know that we were still there. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the main, the main thing that we do is bring people together. Um, And so we did some Instagram live um, showcases. Yeah, Tiger Lily on one of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did we did a clubhouse. You know, the clubhouse was popping during um, during COVID, (laughs) and that was great. We you know we we got some we actually got a um, a couple like publishing deals for some artists that way. Oh shit! From Seattle or outside of Seattle? Yeah, from Seattle, and we actually connected with a lot of artists from. I actually just had this artist today um, hit me up. He lives in Atlanta, and he's like, I think I'm gonna fly out for the artist party. I want to. I want to oh, meet shit. you and I want to like get it, you know, and I'm just like that, that it is truly crazy to me. And just so, you know, we're back, we're, we're going to make a big comeback. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't do anything unless it's, I'm going to do it all the way. So, um, this is going to be the, the relaunch of Park Ave and I'll be starting to do events in LA. You know, I've built up a nice community there as well and start these hotel gigs up again because the hotel gigs were, were our main, um, source of opportunities for artists you know what do you I, mean by like a hotel gig like just like a bar so room i had partnered no i had partnered with the fairmont and with the four seasons Ooh. and um we're in talks with um the hyatt and other locations of the fairmont outside of seattle um and i started a music series there um and with very uh you know pro artist kind of guidelines you know the the artist gets nice dinner Mm -hmm. drinks gets valet parking gets you know treated like still treated like a guest not like you know the not like a trash panda you know so (laughs) um (laughs) but it was great and and it was amazing and it was fully booked and the most amazing part about it is that like you know, it's it's it was guaranteed income for people. Like we were we we were we were paying people's rent, and mm-hmm. like that was wow. amazing. Because as you know, like I mean, I don't know how, how the Seattle market is right now, but it was in the everything was just so expensive, and artists were like, "I'm gonna have to leave the city." Like, and um, so I'm excited to get those back because they were really high paying gigs. You know, quality, um, reliable for people, which is you know that's a big part of of being an artist is finding reliable work and. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'm very passionate about providing, you know, because that's what I want. So, um, and, you know, and so we're just going to, we're going to slowly bring things back one by one. Um, if, you know, if and when we do bring the app back, I want it to be better than ever. Um, so I just want to take take my time and, and make sure it's done right. Right. Was there, was there ever like a catalog of artists on the app or was it more just... Like a calendar or how do, how, do, how do, I didn't, Yeah, I was so everybody, that, so. everybody, um, so I still have all of that, you know, all of that data, everything, everything's just kind of on pause right now. But right. you create an, you create a profile, um, uh, you, it's kind of a little bit like Reddit where you can pick Ooh, the topics that you're interested in and pick the groups that you want to be a part of. Um, so there's like classifieds, there's, you know, you can be in the producer group, you can be an engineer group, you can, you know, whatever you want to be a part of. 
Um, and then there was, I would um, vet every single person on the app as well. So you have to have music published to Spotify. You you know you do have. There are some requirements for you to be in there just to. Could you be like a twelve year old rapper? Yeah, okay. I mean if you're, yeah, if you're putting music out, um, you know that's that's all we really asked and, um. And then we would have the you know the people that were approved to play the hotel gigs because obviously the hotel you know certain hotels they get to approve what artists that they want. Um, so then it was just super easy once you're in that group. I just post the available dates and everybody says I'll take this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and it's done. Oh, so easy. Um, <clears throat> so so yeah, that, they'll definitely be uh, that'll all be coming back. It's it's a lot to 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 kind of. It's just it has to be carefully curated, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I we got to set everything back up with the hotels. Hotels still aren't really they're, they're not having music right now. So right. until we have enough opportunities, that's where t- fucking fairies are not fairies like uh, cruises are having music back, but not hotels. <laughs> Big corporations, man, are they move at a snail pace. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me how, how you got these like these like partnership deals, because I feel like a lot of artists or just entrepreneurs or creatives feel like they have to have a huge platform before they can even start looking into like sponsorships or partnerships or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's really about, um, it's really about relationships. It's just, it's really about creating, um, creating trust between you and the, the company and letting them know that you understand their company mission and that you will you know do your best to be a spokesperson for them um you know it's not just your online following but it's every time you play a show it's we're actually just um announced you know that we're we want to get partner more brands with artists so we're um i had a couple studios reach out and some some uh clothing companies and it's it's especially for hyper local right Mm -hmm. so we're we're all about hyper hyper local like you I you know when when I went to the Fairmont for instance my pitch I guess to them was your clients are from all over the world but they're in Seattle. You want them to know what Seattle is like. You want you don't want to have some you know no offense to this guy but you don't want to have some 70-year-old piano player in there every day playing the same thing people have been listening to forever hey, I love like Bob. What are you t- I- <laughs> No, we love Bob too, and he's you know he's, we hire Bob, but you know when when Bob is needed, and there's also but yeah. you know the, I I truly believe, and this is what I always say to the brands that I that I work with, I believe that a city is only as good as its local art scene, um, because you, art is what is what shows you the current state of the city. You know, if if your artists are are suffering, like your artists are the ones that provide life and fun and value and entertainment and to the people who live in the city. So if you're not taking care of your artists, you're not taking care of your city. So does that mean Seattle's suffering? Well, not when I'm done with it. No. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I really want to, I really want to like pump the money that's in this city into the art scene. And, and I also, you know, there's, there's a little bit of that kind of like, you got all this money. What are you going to do with it? You know, what are you really spending it on? Is it providing value to anybody really? Because you could be providing value to people that really, really, really need the support. You know, so having those kind of candid talks. Um, and of course, there are perks for um, people that want to get involved in funding Park Ave and get involved with um, funding showcases and things like that. You know, you can become an official sponsor. You can 
um, you can get a plaque, you know, saying that you were um, a big a big sponsor to the local art scene, you know. So I I understand. It's also that thing of um, people just aren't really sure how to again bringing back to how do you contact an entire that group of people like how do you yeah. support you know how do you know which nonprofit or what thing you know is going to a show really you know are you really supporting an artist no artists aren't getting treated well artists aren't getting paid well they're not like you go to a show like the artist isn't seeing the majority of that if you're buying their merch maybe but most a lot of artists um maybe they don't even have merch yet you know they need they need these private gigs they need these these corporate opportunities um you know so yeah are you tapped into like the up and coming scene from Seattle or are you more know like know more about like the artists that have been around for like I, I I um try to stay as as current as possible. So we currently um I'm gonna be going through all of the, finishing going through all of the submissions because we um put out a flyer saying, you know, please up and coming artists, any artists in Seattle, send us your music, because um, we're gonna pick five artists to perform at the artist party um and yeah i mean it's it's a uh, maybe one or two of the artists i knew so it's all mm. new new artists that that i've never heard of which is super exciting um and that's kind of what park Ave is for it's for the up-and-coming artists it's for um you know it's for everybody it's not i don't play the click game i don't play the favorites game i really i don't believe in that i believe in good music i believe in people that that put themselves out there um is that because you're from port orchard though and you weren't originally in seattle or what do you mean like i feel like if you're maybe from seattle and you're already part of like the, those music clicks you stay mm. click like artists from everett i've just always been anti-click that's why mm. i was kind of a weirdo in high school too because i'm like i'm not gonna i, I don't subscribe to this mentality i i just really don't I, I subscribe to authenticity um you know people that that um are in it for the right reasons and you know that's that's been an interesting road in music because music is so clicky you know this it is it's just it's it's so um about power and and I just I refused I refused to do that. So I, I I don't really care about how many followers you have or any of that. I just I want you to be a nice person um, because mean people trigger me to be mean myself, and I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> I want to do that. So you know I I just I want a community of really supportive people that genuinely understand that this is no longer a competition. Like we all have the same opportunities um, to put our music out there and we want to educate people on how to do that and how to find success individually and not feel you know stifled by your peers or judged you know or put down by your peers like you were already getting enough criticism online like the yeah. last thing we need is the people surrounding us you know and 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 that's also I'm also I'm also anti yes men I'm also very honest with people about their music right oh, so I don't I mean I but I you know criticism with actionable steps to to better you know better yourself and be be more well versed or whatever you know in my opinion I can, all I can do is offer my opinion and, and refer them to maybe maybe try talking to Matthew about about your mastering you know it, the the quality isn't what it could be or you know I you know I'd love to I'd love to do a um, a singing class with you because I think that I could really just a few sh small tweaks could really take you to the next level you know I'm not scared to say that stuff mm -hmm. um, which I think is important and we actually I, I want to bring this back because we had an event uh, a critiqued open mic Ooh. and it was so good so basically like Damn. people go up 
um, because I think it's really important. You need to get honest feedback. Like, how else are you going to grow? And every, you know, we live in a day now where, like, you know, God forbid, you say something that isn't. You're canceled. Yeah, cancel me. I'm. That's fine. Um, so we basically like had this bucket. And people would perform and then people would write down their anonymous feedback and I would read the feedback to the artist. Oh, man, that's awesome. And it was so good. It was like, you know, because there was real the people were honest. It was it was it was totally anonymous. It, it doesn't it's nothing, you know, and nobody was mean. Nobody wants to be mean, you know, but if so, if you do need feedback, like that's important. That is important. It's critical because if you don't if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that aren't musicians and they're telling you that you're great and then you're going out there and performing you need your peers to be honest with you. Do you see that in any communities? Like, I don't feel like that's really here in Seattle. Do you see that more in? No, LA? that was my that was my you know mad scientist invention. Um, so I'm gonna be. I want to do more of those though because it was it was cool. And and the artists loved it too. They were like, yeah. okay, that it's just so invaluable, right? It's like you know, as a podcaster, I'm sure like your feedback from your listeners is crucial kill you yourself know? No, no no that's really valuable to, i'm just kidding no one said that <laughs> cut that, cut that out. <laughs> um so yeah yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> i i have a weird view on a lot of things and i i'm i'm, I'm a, it's weird i'm like. a lot for you know i definitely for for seattle like i'm a lot you know i'm i'm very um blunt i'm very outspoken um and hmm. i shake like to shake things up and but you know in a positive way Right. But I, I do want people, I want to break that little Seattle freeze, you know, like, what's up? How's it going? You know, we're, we can we can be friends. <laughs> what have you learned from, like, the L.A. scene that you can bring back here to Seattle? Um, let me think about that. What have I learned from the L.A. scene? You know, I've, I've learned that I've learned that you should just be unapologetically you and you should just do do the crazy thing like do the do the amy winehouse yeah do the crazy thing exactly like it you'll you'll just you'll be happier you 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 start checking off the things on your fear list and then the, the you know the less things you have on your fear list like the more unstoppable you are because fear is what holds so many people back and i really love the fearlessness in los angeles because mm -hmm. there's so and i've said this i've said this so many times the talent in seattle is unmatched it is insane you go to an open mic here and you're like your mind is blown right it's crazy i don't know what's in the water what's in the air like but people are just so talented here but the the um and honestly the, I, this is why i love supernova so much because he has really zach levine prop big props to him he has just really his 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 dream and um, and vision and imagination in creating that place has, I think, really provided a space for just people to be super weird and super over the top and you know the drag scenes taking off and like and people need these things people need in front of them examples of ex you know extreme creativity, ex you know extreme. Like, I don't, uh, extreme. What, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Sports. Extreme sports. Um, flamboyance. Extreme flamboyance. Oh. Because it feels so good to do that when you can finally reach the moment where you can walk around in a three foot wig and <laughs> like 
feel great and just be like, I love that everybody's like, l- like looks at me and is like, oh, that's so like, oh, you, should, you know, it's hilarious. Like I'm personally having a great time. We don't sleep in that, do you? All the time. No, I don't. No, it's she's, she's just, she's my little. Oh no, she's named it. It's too late. She's attached. I haven't named her yet. What should I name her? Comment below. Um, no, Amy. I can't. Name it Amy, it. right? No, I could never. I think that would be blasphemous, to be honest. <laughs> I could never. Like I said, I, 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 I hope that I represent her with the utmost respect. Um, but. <laughs> so anyways. You it keep... feels good yeah. to be super extra. It just does. <laughs> like, what else? I mean, you know, like I said, we're like, outside of being political in any way, like, there are very few things about your freedom that you can be completely in control of and about your life that you can be in completely in control of and you can be completely in control of how you express yourself. Scarlett said she wanted to talk about politics this entire podcast, but I said I was not down for that. <laughs> Jokes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so you, you talk about like these events and open mics, but we're still in a pandemic and mm-hmm. even at the heat when people had to stay home, like what is some advice for those artists that maybe still aren't even comfortable going to open mics? Like what can they do to co- continue to build up their like, connections and their catalog? And um, I would say build up your confidence. I would say build up your confidence, build up your, um, build up your, your image, build up your brand, build up for when, and basically build up your preparedness and energy for the shows that you're going to have instead of grieving time lost or grieving them you know the lack of opportunities anything like that you know um perform these shows in your living room record yourself performing these shows how do you want to look you know like do you want to dance do you want to move around like you know really really put in that that time so that when your the shows do come back like you're a whole new artist Mm-hmm. You know, you feel so comfortable with yourself. You've you've done all the crazy movements. You've been super loud. You've tried on a bunch of different wigs, wigs and outfits and hair. And, you know, I mean, yeah, like find figure yourself out. Like when have we ever had time off where we where the pressure of like sending booking emails and all that stuff isn't there? I mean, honestly, this is a, it, it's a blessing to have just a little extra time to make be like am I representing myself the way I want to be represented or am I so busy trying to be seen before I'm ready that I haven't even figured that out yet. And now I'm floundering in front of people. Like I'm speaking for myself. Like I definitely like I, I I'm very grateful for the time that I had during, during COVID to really ask myself what, what I, you know, who am I? Am I representing myself to the world the way that I want to be seen? Am I being intentional about the the things that I'm doing? Am I um, am I ready to have you know like I'm am I ready to have all these eyes on me and be like you know prepare yourself for that because mm-hmm. when you when you do prepare yourself for that the opportunities will find you because people see that confidence in you and they see that like this person is ready to be seen like what's what 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 does she what does she have what does she show you know I can't tell you how many times I've had people come up to me and. Um, in LA of all places where there's so many people, you know, doing their thing and people will say just, you know, your energy, I love your energy. I want to work with you. So I would just say, get your energy right. If it's not, 
if it is, put that energy towards music and and just be releasing, 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 releasing. You know, TikTok's great. Have um, you used TikTok? Yep. Oh. Yep. TikTok. Um, I just started using this new one called Bars. Um, Bars. It's kind of just like you go on there and like freestyle over a bunch of beats. Um, oh, you freestyle? We have a freestyle section on the podcast. Are you are you about to freestyle? No. I'll freestyle. Oh shit. I think we have to do that. We're going to do that after. Okay, let's go. That's I'm awesome. ready. <laughs> so, so then, who 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 are you? Like, what have you learned about yourself during this? <sighs> Thank you for asking. Tumulus. Um, <laughs> I thought you'd never tr- ask. I've been trying to use this new word. It's not a new word, but is it tumulus? Tumulus. You know, tumulus? like T U M U L U S. Yeah, tumulus. This has tumulus? been a tumulus time period, right? Tumultuous. T- no, is it? Is it tumultuous? T- tumulus is a word. Let me look this up. It's like rocky. It's been like a rocky time. Tumulus. Maybe it's not the right. Way. I've been trying to bring it up every once in a while. And no one's people tumulus. just Tumulus. Yeah. Yeah, so no, tumulus this, is a mound of earth and stone raised over a grave or graves. That's why people are just Tumult, looking at me. Tumultuous. <laughs> tumultuous. Tumultuous. Is disorderly commotion or mental or emotional agitation or very loud so tumulus is a, is a so that's why people are like huh <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm so sorry but i want the spelling bee all the way up until no i'm just kidding um that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> well that's why um gonna test things out <laughs> yeah you know yeah you gotta you gotta give them give them a chance and so tumult tum, tumultuous. tumultuous yeah yeah tumultuous, tumultuous. What's, how is it T-U-M-U-L-T-U-O-S <laughs> Tumultuous Yeah And that's the NAS pod okay. <laughs> so Yeah how, how how have you What have you There we go <laughs> Who are you <laughs> <laughs> Well I am not uh, Tumulus at all I'm not a mound of earth Over a grave um, I'm actually quite alive um, <laughs> Well how many times have you used that? It's quite have a you few. been using it a lot? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> if it sounds smart, it sounds It like does. No, I mean mm. you I I had to look it up. You I was convinced. <laughs> I was like, wow, am I wrong? <laughs> really? Cuz no, like cuz I love the word tumultuous. It is a great word and you should absolutely <laughs> use that. Um okay. <laughs> Um <clears throat> I am Scarlet Park, and no, uh, okay. So in all in all seriousness, I <laughs> I dove so deep into my own psyche and my own past and trauma, uh-uh. and like why I am the way I am because I definitely have been problematic in my life. You know, like I think that the way that I dealt with a lot of um, a lot of my own inner suffering and and pain and mental health uh i i just i wasn't i wasn't super graceful in my life Mm. and it it, i was one of those people that was always cleaning up a mess that i had made right and and being very reactionary um not being intentional not being proactive um because uh you know if if it uh, there's a whole thing my parents split up when i was 16 and it just rocked my world like, like I, Amy Winehouse. I basically had you know no no guidance I had no like good female mentors that I really looked up to um you know and I of course I have you know I, I have other family members and stuff but a woman that I felt like I could relate to I just 
could I didn't have that and so I resented I just resented the world I just was like why does do things have to be hard like this you know why me kind of thing mm. and it's not a new story it's not a new narrative you know but the it, I definitely had some hard lessons to learn and I needed to figure out that um healing would come through um healing would come through addressing those things and and not just playing the victim and not saying it's it's not me it's everybody else it's you know and and just drinking all the time I mean I, I really just I just I chose every bad uh crutch instead of just you know owning up to the fact that yeah life sucks sometimes and like that's you need to figure out better ways to deal with it you know you can't take your anger out on on the world you can't you know, take it out on your music. That's great. But you also can't be drunk at all your shows. Like you can't, you know, there was just, I, I just, I was sick of having, I was sick of that being who I was. Cause when, you know, when COVID hit, I was like, you have a lot of time to reflect. And my reflections were, you've been kind of messy. And like, I know deep down that like, I'm a very loving, giving, um, chill I mean yeah I am I'm a chill person and I just like I, I just was so agitated all the time that I I just wasn't even I wasn't acting like myself for a long time you know um and so I I got I got so I got so much healing so much rest during COVID and 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 found found peace with a lot of things that I needed to find peace with um I did this like six week course on worthiness, mm. manifestation, um, inner child healing, um, regression hypnosis, and it's Wait, just- you did actual like hypnosis? Yeah. Can mm -hmm. you explain that real quick? Yeah, so I, uh, it's part of this course that I did um, through Manifestation Babe. She's incredible, look her up. Um, and basically it's just this hypnosis that takes you back to the very first time you were ever, you ever felt unwanted. Mm. or you ever felt betrayed basically the first time your heart ever got broken like as a kid you know you're like loss of innocence kind of thing and um mine was about how like basically a, a lot okay so like the root of a lot of my problems in life is that i didn't never felt like i could trust people i always felt like people were going to fuck me over so i would fuck them over first and and, and specifically women don't like women love women now but my whole life i just i'm like i don't I don't trust you. I do not trust you. Like my in my core, I do not trust you. I will. There were a few that a few girls that you know I've had my best friends and like those are my ride or dies. But you know, like for the majority, it was really hard. And I think that there's a lot of girls and and women that that deal with this. Um, and hopefully this resonates with them. But I basically got taken back to this time where I was four years old and this was a memory I had never had before even though it was something that I knew had happened um so I have this scar on my face right here so I know it's real I was four years old and I went up to my mom and was like hi mom do you want to play and she's like no and so I'm like okay whatever and she's like go play with the girls across the street those are the only neighbors we had we lived in Nevada it was like nothing and so I go across the street and there's these three sisters that live there. They're a little bit older than me. And I'm like, hi guys, do you wanna play with me? And they're like, no, but mm. you can go play with our dog. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, okay. And I go over to play with the dog and the dog bites me in the face. And they knew that their dog was really aggressive. And so I just 
like the betrayal like I even just like get like little shivers thinking about it like it seeing that memory like from my perspective as a four-year-old mm. in this hypnosis like I just it was almost like I saw like a film strip of like every bad interaction I've, I've ever had it with a girl in my entire life was because I was coming from this place was like you're gonna send me to you're gonna you're gonna set up a trap and you're gonna fuck me over so I'm gonna fuck you over first and that was how I lived my life because I was yeah. so traumatized by that experience I mean it was traumatizing <laughs> like literally I my half my cheek was hanging off like this dog bit me and they I mean then they had to put the dog down and then those girls hated me even more and so I just like I was surrounded by all this toxic you know and so that changed my life like Damn. realizing that I was bringing off top this energy and this expectation and knowing that the things that you manifest, like you manifest your life, right? That it is 100% true, 1000% true. I, I've actually met the most amazing women and have like such an incredible group of, of, of women friends now in, in California. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's changed how I interact with people because I realized that I was completely, like I said, I was living in a reactionary survival mode. Like it was instinctual how I was expecting people to fuck me over and to lead me to a dog that's gonna bite me. Damn. Right? Isn't that crazy? So what do you do? You just accept that and then move on or like No, what's... I just know I I just know that that's that's not how people are. It, it these girls they were children, right? I mean, for whatever reason they did it, they, you know, maybe who knows? It's it wasn't my fault. It wasn't because of me. It wasn't you know, not it, it. It probably wasn't intentional. I don't. I don't know. I just. I made p total peace with it. Total. It sounds like you're crushing it. <laughs> I. I made total peace with it. I mean, I just. I don't approach situations thinking that people are going. You know, in it to screw me over. You so know. You think people are good now, or like? What yeah, do you think? and I also know that. I also know that. Any time that I bring good, positive, supportive, loving energy. I'm not affected by the bad energy. If I get bad energy back, I just stop talking to that person, and I and I and I can dis I can distance myself and not take it personal. Hmm. I used to take everything very personal. If you treated me any type of way, like I would stew on it, right? And it oh. would really get me. Damn. I don't take it personal anymore because I I know that all you have control over is what you put into something. It's all like energetically, right? So if I give somebody good energy and I and I know 100 percent like i'm i care for this person i want you know i'm going to give them i'm going to give them good vibes and if and if they can't if they're in if they're in a place like i was because there's people there there were people that that would give me loving good energy and i would still push them away and those people would never stay in my life you know because they just they saw that i was in a place that i couldn't receive love i couldn't receive genuine love because i always thought there was a trick they always thought there was something behind it right so now you think more about other people's feelings or like what do you yeah do okay so you're more i'm just more empathetic i'm more empathetic. i'm i'm not so like living in survival mode you know like living in this constant fear i don't live in fear anymore at all so like, did you just talk to people you just talk things through with people or like what no you i talk things through of... with myself oh so you didn't even need i didn't know i didn't need to talk to anybody it was literally during that hypnosis it was like okay now come back to this time where you're an adult and like look at yourself I mean, you really like it's it's old you versus young you and just, you you know, 
let young young you know that not everybody is like that. That was a one-time thing that happened to you, and it is sad and it is bad, but it's not. that's not what everybody's intention is. That's not what you don't need to move through your life thinking that a dog is going to bite you every time that somebody's, you know, every time that you meet somebody new. And and so it's been a slow heal. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not just like gone forever. But like I once you're aware of something like that, you're able to like as soon as I get that feeling where I start to get anxious and be like, I don't know if I trust this person. Maybe da, 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 da. And, and instead of taking it all the way to the point of me being like, well, how can I sabotage this then? I just stop it right there. And I say, you have no reason to think that. You talk yourself down. You talk your inner child down. It's okay. I'm an adult. I understand how. Like, what are what are the what are the facts here? Has this person? Do you actually have a reason not to trust this person? Have they done anything to you to make you feel that way? Believe that? And most of the time, the answer is no. And if you do look a little deeper and you're like, oh, this actually has been kind of weird, then you just respectfully say, hey, you know, I. I, maybe we put this on pause or da da da, you know, and you and you end it in a graceful way. It doesn't need to be this explosion. It doesn't need to be this like drama toxic thing. Yeah, I just I've just learned that you have to like you have to always be like aware versus Very. you can't just like walk through life, which you is be intentional. Easy, it, it's just kind of annoying that like you really you genuinely <laughs> have to be like aware of everything. Mm-hmm. It kind of can be like tiring. It's made me more of an introvert. For sure. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, there are very few people that, because um, I do, there are times, right, when you don't want to just always be super intentional. Like, like Mira, I can just be my total self with. Like, I don't have to sit and calculate everything I'm going to say. Because, and Mira's her manager. Shout out Yeah. Mira. And, you know, I just know that there's a mutual love there. You know, like, whether her and I, whether she's in a bad mood or I'm in a bad mood or, or you know, or whatever, I say something, she's not going to take it the wrong way. Like I, you know, I don't have to be on the defense. So now I'm just, I try to just work with people, surround myself with people that I don't have to be on the defense with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so have relationships like grown during the pandemic? Like I'm guessing you and yeah. your manager got closer during the pandemic? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mir, yeah. Mir and I definitely. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I mean, and she's been here through the whole thing. I mean, she's seen a transformation it's, it's been a crazy transformation but so necessary, you know, like, because I feel like my true self has been um, finally allowed to step out and not be so worried that I'm going to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. Like I was just living in constant fear. And I think so many people do. And, and that's why, you know, there are people, you have anger problems. That's why you drink a lot. I also don't drink. I have no desire to like be wasted all the time. I was always drunk. I was like, can't be good for your liver. Can't be good. I mean, I come from a family of, of alcoholics too. So I was like, you know, that was always in the back of my head. So, um, yeah, as, as hard as it is, I mean, it was a hard process. It was like, you know, lots of tears, lots of this, lots of, you know, there's, and then there's also like, man, like I spent so much time treating people that didn't deserve to be treated like crap. And I just treated them like crap because I, I didn't, I was just walking through life blind, like unintentional, you know? And so that, that's a hard pill to swallow. But it's also like I'm still I'm still young, you know, like I, I'm going to skirt and turn this thing around and like, hell yeah, you know, and and do it for my family, too, because uh, my mom and I, you know, uh, once I started to kind of dive into this stuff, she started to dive into this stuff and she's she's had some amazing, you know, breakthroughs and we've had some amazing conversations and it's it's just been great for everybody. So why did you move to California? I was ready. I, I was ready to expand. And I, I felt, uh, yeah, 
I, I was just ready. I, um, I've i always wanted to live in LA. It's always been a dream of mine to live in Hollywood specifically. So now I live in Hollywood oh, and um, I absolutely love it. It's and, and it's one of those things where I feel like like the world almost talked me out of it. Like, oh, you're gonna go move to Hollywood in LA. Like, uh, like it's so overdone or whatever. It's so cliche. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> I wanna do it. I've always wanted to do it. And maybe it does suck. And that's for me to find out. Does it suck? No, I love it. I are. absolutely love it. So, you know, and so that's, and so I, anyways, so I went through this whole thing. I started this brand Dream Girl because I was like, holy crap. I have almost quit music so many times because I let myself, I almost let myself talk myself out of it. I let other people talk me out of it. You know, why are you going to move to LA? It's so da, 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 da. And there, everybody has something to say about, about what you do with your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a fucking, everybody has something to say. And and so many people just just choose to appease the the, the other the, the people around them. And all right, well, so and so done, so and so this, and my my aunt's cousin just had a baby, so maybe I need to stay here. And, and it's like, no, you're you know what? You are the most helpful. You are the most wanted, and you're able to provide such a better experience for the people around you when you are doing something that feeds you something that you want to be doing like if you're waking up every day and you're just like pissed people wake up pissed <laughs> and yeah. and they you know they don't have to and i understand there there are com- there are complicated situations i know i come from a complicated family but there will you will always be rewarded for following what your heart wants you to do what where you're drawn to for whatever reason you don't ever want something for for no reason you're never repelled from something for no reason like these these things are real energy is real intuition is real you know and we're we're going we're falling farther and farther and farther away from that people are just you know dying looking at their phones every day and completely unaware of what they're actually feeling wanting needing craving and so I just, I, I, you know, I really hope that that people can can take some time to ask themselves what what they really want and start small. Like, what's your what's your favorite brand of toothpaste? What's your favorite, you know, why is it your favorite brand of toothpaste? What's your favorite brand of toilet paper? Do you know? Like, how well do you know yourself? Right. Or how autonomous are you being? You know, yeah. are you just being a, a a blind consumer? And but you still come back to Seattle? Why is that? Um. It's for work, but it's also for for growth, for healing. I mean, this is my home, you know. I it's I it, I always get a little anxiety coming back because like I said, you know, I wasn't I wasn't an angel when I lived here. I was struggling in yeah. a lot of ways. And so um now that I'm at a place where I can just be super honest with that, that's a hard thing to be honest about. Like, hey, sorry, I was kind of a dick. Um, but like, I think it's so important to be honest about that because how can you, how can you grow out of being a dick if you can't, you know what I mean? Like if people, if somebody isn't being, you know, showcasing the, uh, just humility, you know, shame, humility is a good thing in this, in this life. And, and so that's why I'm back. I'm back to be on the NAS podcast, to be on the NAS podcast, fill my heart out as I do, you know, no secrets. So, so yeah. do do you do music full time or like do you do yeah, other full time? Wow. Yeah, so I'm a full time songwriter, um, singer, vocal coach, producer. Oh. Um, yeah, so I've been I I uh, have been working with 
um, some record labels down there. I have I've had two songs picked up for other artists. Um, oh shit! By like a major record label. So things are things are happening. And you know what? It all fell together when I finally was like, I am going to chase the crazy thing that I've always wanted to chase, and I'm gonna fully shamelessly, or not shamelessly, but like. I'm going to just I'm going to just give give that up. I'm going to I'm going to prepare myself for it, prepare myself for success. I'm going to learn what, you know, like what I want my sound to be like, who what I want to look like, da, da da da. And I mean, things will start to happen when you do that. When you can identify what it is that you want down to AT, down to what you want to look like, you know, sound like, you know, what's what what do you stand for, mm-hmm. you know? Um and so I've been very blessed. Hell yeah. Wait, so when did you start being able to do like music stuff full time? Um, I've been doing music full time since 2017. And what was the change? Like, how did you know that you're starting to do it full time? Was it? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I just was getting booked, you know, I was and with Park Ave, you know, so I would I would book myself at hotels as well. So I was kind of, you know, just doing the thing i just created the opportunities yeah i just made it happen i was you know like it's it's you know I, of course I'm, I'm, I, I do side jobs like i was a bartender for a while so if i ever like I'm in desperate need of money i can always go pick up a bartending shift um and there's there's always going to be that option which is good you know have a have a backup plan definitely i think that's why so many artists are bartenders it's great quick easy money it's also you're still networking at the same time um but yeah, now I'm pretty much just just living solely off of off of vocals, music, all of that stuff. Damn, that's super exciting. Though. Thank you. Is uh is it important to be like a model figure in Seattle, or like do you have bigger dreams? And I don't know if it's like bigger dreams, but like is it important for people to know who you are in Seattle? I think that it's important for people to know I'm from Seattle. Um, you know, I can't dictate whether well. I, I, I do hope that, that people can, can see me as a as a, a great thing that came out of Seattle for sure. And um, I would love to continue being seen as a community leader, community builder. Um, yeah. But do you yeah. think do you think artists can make it in Seattle? Because yeah. that's like a huge like debate. Um yeah. I, I think it's a hundred percent. I think that people can um you know, Travis Thompson is, is doing great things. Um, Sam Chow has done great things. Um, I think that in an, with any business, you at some point you do have to expand to new markets. Um, but I don't think that it's impossible to be a thriving thriving artist in Seattle and from Seattle. And and, and I was just talking to Marshall about this actually. I'm like, and it also is up to us to to lead that charge in making people care about, you know, and, and, and throwing events that are worthy of talking about, you know, yeah. I mean, why is LA so popular? Because people are, people are consistently throwing these insane radical events that are like, Oh my God, did you see that? Like give them something to talk about for sure. You know, and Marshall did that with the Fremont Fridays. Those were badass. And now everybody's like, what's the next thing, you know, and Zach's doing it with supernova, like build it and they will come kind of mentality you know but don't sit and wait for the opportunity to come to you don't sit and wait for somebody to be like all right we're gonna put seattle on the map no go do it go rent a red carpet throw a badass event and let people know who the fuck you are yeah do you want to touch on dream girl a little bit more like can people is there like <laughs> is, is that a brand that people can buy like is there yeah. merch behind it or? yeah so so dream girl um 
obviously uh, it came out of my my journey of, of figuring out how I could be my own dream girl, how I could fulfill my own needs, how I could fulfill my own uh, validation was the biggest part of it. Like how how especially as a woman, like how can you figure out how to validate yourself? Right. I mean, it's it's so true. I mean, obviously, I know you've. I don't think you've ever been a woman, but it's hey, you it's don't know. grueling. Like the the constant criticism, the judgment, the the body shaming, the it just everything. You know, like the pressure to have sex. The I mean, just everything. It's it's so much, and everybody has something to say again about your body and about who you know. You're too sexy. You're not sexy enough. You're too skinny. You're too fat. You're too this. It's like shut the fuck up. I need to figure out what my validation is. What do I want to be? Maybe I don't want to be super skinny. Maybe I don't want to be, you know, like athletic. Maybe I don't want to be any, you know, maybe I don't want to be and I don't have to be. And I, that is my prerogative. And maybe I don't want to be a housewife. Maybe I don't want to, you know, maybe I don't want to drive. <laughs> maybe I mean, it's really like you can do whatever you want. And I recognized it came from the song. I wrote this song, Dream Girl, for my ex. And I tried to, and it, it was written as a love song. And then I listened to it after we broke up and the chorus is, did you really mean it when you said I was your dream girl? And I was like, that sucks. This came out, when did this come? This came out 2021, right? Uh, I think, no, 2020. Oh shit. Yeah, 2020. Uh, I I think so. I don't, honestly, I don't know. This is, everything's a blur. Um, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I thought that was a love song. And now that I'm listening to it, I hate that I'm asking somebody, am I your dream girl? Am I, every, am I everything you ever wanted? Like. That's awful. And and for for me to think that was a romantic thing to say shows how desperate I was and how devout I was of like having my own inner confidence. You know, like I'll be whatever you want, just love me. I'll be whatever you want, just love me. And I think so many women are trained to think like that. Like just if you do this, a man will come and sweep you off your feet and take you away and love you forever and you'll never, you know, you you never have to worry about anything and you'll be his little princess. It's like that doesn't happen. One, the men in our society are not raised to, to be like that. <laughs> so we're waiting for nothing. OK, we're waiting for a, a horse that's never going to come. And two, you're that's never going to be a fulfilling life for you as a human being. Right. right? You 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 have a brain just like everybody. I mean, I know that these are these are not it's it's it's, it's not. Obviously, I'm taking I'm being extreme about this, but but I really, really realized how c- conditioned women in the culture and how conditioned I was to change. I mean, how many women, how many times has your girlfriend your, or your friend who's a girl gotten a boyfriend and completely fallen off the map? She's no longer doing the things she likes to do. She's no longer hanging out with her friends. She's no longer doing this. I mean, women are living, live literally living so and so ingrained in their heads to just to live to please a man that like and to have a man who wants them not even to please them but to to be wanted and it's like you, there is a such thing as self-validation and true confidence and you know that's what dream girls about it's about under like wanting that wanting that to be the thing that you chase wanting wanting that to be your you know your dream your your goal because a man loves a confident woman also you know, this isn't anti-men. This isn't an anti-anti-male, you know, super feminist right. thing. It's just about <laughs> reminding women that your value is yours to create. It's not going to be, nobody else can give you value except yourself. 
So, um, so it, it's become a brand. Um, it's become a wonderful way for me to connect with women, which I've always desperately wanted, um, but didn't know how, you know, like we talked about. So it's been yeah. this super complex unraveling of this like yarn ball of inside of my head. And, That's awesome. Though. And I, yeah, like I've just I've just met, met some amazing women, and and we're and you know uh, we're gonna have Dream Boy come out as well. You know, we definitely um, definitely will have some Dream Boy chains. Um, or just dreamer, if if that's something. I'm excited to announce my brand, Dream Them. Actually, Dream it's, Them. It's coming soon. Okay, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we'll we'll have to talk. We'll do some co-branding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it, it'll just it, it'll now be just my forever brand of of helping girls that were in my situation of just not knowing who they were, not having mentorship, you know, not not knowing how to find confidence, not even believing that confidence is real. I mean, it was a myth to me for a very long time. I'm like, oh yeah, confidence. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, and if, the fuck is that? That's just another construct of society. It's like, no, it's a, it, it does exist, you know? So, but confident people are less easy to manipulate. There we go. Well, I'm happy you've learned all this stuff. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah, that was a lot of stuff. My, yeah. my, my, is, are your ears tired? No, I think you're, you're a good speaker and I enjoyed you. what you had to say. Thank you. Do you have any final advice for any up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Um, just, just, um, believe in yourself, trust yourself, trust yourself, trust your creativity, your inspiration will never lead you astray. Follow your follow your passions you know don't don't let anybody talk you out of them the craziest ideas that nobody understands are probably the best ones and just run with it hell yeah what is the easiest way for people to reach you my phone number is no i'm just kidding <laughs> um you can reach me at scarlet.park p-a-r-k-e spell um, scarlet too because that's actually not, that's yeah not. scarlet s-c-a-r-l-e-t dot p-a-r-k-e so scarlet one t park with an e um, scarletpark.com, parkav.com, dreamgirlbyscarlet.com. And I think that's it. This is the NAS podcast with Scarlet Park. Can we get a meow? Meow. And we did it. <laughs>